Philly Soccer Show. I'm Taylor Dignity Radio's Greg Rolandini. I'm Mike Savinio from Philly Soccer Page. And we're here with some updates, some Philadelphia Union news. Probably not the news you'd expect it, but we're here to talk about <laughs> uh, the departure of Keegan Roseberry, the entry of Sergio Santo. We'll get started now. So we promised you guys that if the Philadelphia Union makes news, we would come on with a podcast before the end of the year, or the end of the calendar year. The MLS year is over, obviously. Um, and they made news. They did make news. Quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and probably you know not in a way we all thought. Yeah, you know, I think the 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 Santos signing is is not unusual, although earlier than most yeah. union business, but the, the trade of Keegan Rosenberry yesterday is obviously a, a shock to the system for most union fans. It, it, really, it really is, um, for, for a lot of reasons, because, you know, he had the, had the off year in 2017, had a really good bounce back year last year, looked like he was back integrated with the team, both on and off the field. He thought the relationship with him and Coach Curtin was better, all that. Um new sporting director comes in, kind of looks looks over the lay of the land and decides that Oliver M. Bozio, who played most you know, played mostly down in Bethlehem, up in Bethlehem, uh and got one start for the union, is the right back. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I've I've I feel like I've read all the comments on Philly soccer page, I've read a lot of tweets and, and people are, are struggling to figure out this move. And I, I think it's 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 a it's a really tough thing to break down too. I mean the the business side is maybe a little clearer because he's a guy in the last year of his contract this year, which was probably a rookie contract. Um and a guy that wasn't getting a whole lot of money from the team, but stands to probably make a substantial raise at the end of the season. Um of course, MLS rules a lot different than other leagues. Selling and and, mm-hmm. and things within teams is is always complicated. Uh, so I guess from the business side, it it kind of comes down to that that he was in the contract here, and they they didn't want to pay him next year. But if if he's twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty in the last year of a contract, that makes more sense. He's yeah, twenty five. Yeah, he's twenty five and. For his talent, you're probably underpaying him a bit, a little bit. So he was probably, you know, he's definitely going to make get a raise in his new contract. I, I mean, obviously, he would get a raise in his new contract, but he's a 25 year old guy at a position that's usually hard to fill in MLS, the outside back spot. Prove that he could be a guy you pencil in every week, especially last year. I mean, again, he had the bad year year before, but. You could pencil in every week with confidence that you know you're going to get, for the most part, quality of game out of them. And so, from that aspect, and and the money's not blow you away, money because right. it, it's I think it parses you know it comes out to four hundred grand in you know in the allocation money breakdown, but you get a little bit of that up front, and the rest is, um like contingent on, on his performance. And so you're not getting like the 400 grand up front cash in a barrel head for him. You're getting it with all these conditions. Yeah. Well, you're getting 300 up front and, and 100 right. if, if he meets the, the, the quality uh, uh, parts of the contract. Um, so you're guaranteed at least three with the possibility of four. Mm-hmm. 
is that the going rate for intertrade leagues for starting right backs? I don't. I, there's not much market. I I I, yeah. I poked around to see if there had been another move like this in the last couple of seasons, and I couldn't find one that that was really similar. Um, so it's it's hard to say, but I mean, Colorado did get a starting right back. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. For again, not blow you away money for yeah. decent money, and they didn't have to give up a player, which. You know, we 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 kind of heard rumblings about what was going on a little, you know, a little bit, and that was my impression was they probably should get a player, yeah, coming the other way, yeah. And again, you know, not having the Colorado roster in front of me, I'm, I'm not sure who that player would be, yeah. but I mean, they were one of the worst teams. Yeah, in I mean, the last in 2018, no, so maybe team. maybe it might be all right if we well, didn't get right, a right. getting player back in Philadelphia. But but, but um, Ernst Tanner said that you know other teams were interested interested in Keegan and. Maybe this was the best deal. Maybe the other deals that involve players or maybe. Yeah. You know. And, you know, I don't think we're ever going to know who initiated this. Was was this Colorado and, and other teams coming knocking for Keegan or was this the union shopping a player? And, and again, it's, it's a guy you invested so much in because he was in your academy at one point or in your system. Yeah. The league kind of screwed you at saying he was a homegrown yep. guy because he played that one summer or something in, in yeah. Kansas City, so that, that null and voided that, which I always said, if he was an L.A. player, they would, of course. oh, man, know, of whatever. Course. Or if he was, you know, NYCFC or something like that, they would have said, that's fine. But, you know, it, it is what it is. The league did that. So you go out and draft them, and, and you just invest this. He was a player you invest a lot of time and money into already. You know, and I, I see people, there's some people on there, well, if you want to do the Moneyball thing, you you know, you buy low, you sell high, and this is selling high, which I, I, I guess. Yeah. But well, you, you, you're weak. You know, right now, today, again, not knowing what uh, Mbozi gives you, you're, you're weakening yourself a little bit. Yeah, especially because you, you don't have Ray Gattis under contract. Uh, you know, from the, the, the press call with Ernst Tanner yesterday, he mentioned that there's they're, they're working on a deal with Ray, and you'd expect them to get that deal done. Mm-hmm. I can't expect that there's a lot of people out there offering Ray Gattis big contracts. Um, so your you're, you're right back depth next year is, is looking like uh, a rookie that has one game of MLS experience and uh, a journeyman kind of guy who's been around the club for a long time but mm-hmm. has never really cemented himself yeah. as, uh, a, as, a, as a go-to right back. Yeah, I mean he's he's your utility guy. He's your. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I I like Ray Gattis as a person. When we and when we get to talk to him, he's always he's always uh, good with the the journalists. But um, I think we've we've seen what Ray Gattis is. He's and he's definitely not an offensive right back. No, he's at best a, a decent shutdown defender. So you know. I think you're you have a hole there. I'm I'm curious if they're going to bring in an, actually another right back. Even. Yeah, and 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 and. and and Tanner said it's not style of play issue because I mean we're hearing things that they're going to loosen things up tactically. I don't, and, I don't know if I believe him. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not sure if I do or not. But I mean, just taking taking what he's saying for a minute on face value, he says that this wasn't a style of play thing. This we feel like we're covered. You know, you know, we're buying low, we're selling high. Fine, but. Let's talk about what you're losing with him. Uh, what his strength was that ability to combine and work with that midfield and get mm-hmm. forward. And you know, was he a great defender? No, he was a good defender. I mean, the good, the very good defender. I think. 
never a great defender. Yeah. I don't think that was the first thing on his in his game, but he had that ability to move forward with whoever was in front of him and whoever was next to him to move the ball and just connect with people and had that, you know, kind of, it was kind of an innate ability to do that. And yeah, does Zimbozio does give you that? I'm not sure. Yeah. And I, I well, that's, like I said, that's the real unknown here is, is, is really what you're going to get from Zimbozio next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think certainly ups and downs to Keegan's game, uh, Guys he worked with well, I think he always combined very well with Ilsenio. Mm-hmm. When CJ Sapong made the switch to to right wing last year, I thought that actually hurt Keegan Rosenberry because he didn't have the chemistry with Sapong yeah. that he had with Ilsenio or even a guy like Fabian Herbers when he played out that way. Um, I, I think it's 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 just in reading a lot of what people are are, are looking into this is is it going to be a change in tactics? I know people are floating the idea of them going with the three man back line yeah. with Elliot, Trusty, and McKenzie. I don't see that happening right now, although it's certainly more within the realm of possibility with, with Ernst Tanner than it was with Ernie Stewart. Um, and, you know, the knowns, I think, with Mbozo coming in is maybe he's a faster guy than Keegan Rosenberg I, from I, what I th- we hear. I think he just, you know, watching very little, he, he seems like a more of a physical specimen. Yeah. And, and I think he, he looks stronger. He he's a little more where Keegan was a little more craftier, looking to combine. Ambosio looks like a little more of a bullish runner and guy that wants to go at, you know, go at people when he has the ball. Um, but I, I think I'm curious when we see the union in 2019, what the tactics will be if they're moving, if they're going to move away from what has been a possession based style for most of 2018. Mm-hmm for all of 2018, to a more high-pressing team in in the vein of, you know, I guess like a, a Liverpool or a Dortmund yeah. or a, uh, a club that, that plays like that, that wants to turn you over in the, the final third of, of your your of the opposition and score goals that way and to, to get up the field quickly yeah. on the counterattack. I don't know if Keegan is that that kind of player. So then, we, ha- we haven't seen him play in a system like right, that. So, so. Then, then it could be a style of play issue. I, yeah, but yeah, like I, I said, I'm not, put, I'm not convinced that Ernst is, right, is telling the truth there, or at but, least playing all the cards. But yeah, they do want to do this. Pre- and, and if you want to be a pressing team, push, 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 push forward, push the lineup, then yeah, then maybe a guy like Ambosio, who, like I said, seems like a more put your head down, bullish runner, take a guy on, run past people kind of a guy. As opposed to the guy that wants to hang maybe back a little bit and connect and look upfield with the ball, that makes sense. So, what are you doing at left back? Yeah, is it Real? No, I don't think so. I think they're going to sign a left back. Uh, going, I, 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 they're almost definitely going to sign a left back. Yeah, because they kind of have to now. Uh, and I mean, basically, that question was asked. Yeah. Uh, to Ernst on the call yesterday, and um. And he seemed to indicate that they're going to sign another left back. Matt Real is going to be away for the under-20 World Cup for a portion of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, he didn't come out and say it, but I, I, I get the sense around the club that they still view Matt Real as uh, a little bit raw. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he just, I think he got set back a little bit because he didn't have a, he, he had some of the injuries last year in training camp, yeah. so that set him back a little bit. And, yeah, he's going to be with the U-20s, and apparently they're, 
they're very high on him on the national team level. Yeah, I mean he was I mean, the, he was the captain. For, yeah, for so the last so which is great, which 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 is bodes well. Yeah. Um, but do you need that stopgap guy? Then probably, yeah. I, th- I think I think you do, and I'm I'm interested to see what kind of player that they bring in. Uh, there's rumors that Ernst is out scouting right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where he did the conference call from yesterday. Right. There was rumors that he was in Africa. Yeah, that was that seemed like the next step. I, I, I just imagine the map from Indiana Jones you know, <laughs> flying yes, around the I, world. Yeah, you know, every time I hear that, it's like yeah, Ernst is you know. I, 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 hope, I hope to see an animation of Ernst Tanner <laughs> flying around with the Indiana Jones music on. That would that would make me happy. If but, someone from the Union Graphics Department is listening, please make that happen. Yeah, and, and I don't know how I feel about the movie. I'm not crazy about it. No, it's it's tough to digest because he's he was a likable guy here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you know he was a local guy. People respected him. He was uh, a guy that was always available for community events and, yeah. and did a lot of outreach that way. Uh, he's Seemingly a very well liked guy around the the club, yeah. friends with a lot of guys in the locker room. Um, we always liked him as a as a quote. Um, always always easy to talk to. And it's it's and it's just tough because it just goes back to the history of this club. That right. a guy gets popular, you know, Sebastian Latou mm-hmm. twice, Keegan now. I mean, lesser extent maybe a guy like Jordan Harvey who seemed like a popular guy. He gets shipped out. The Far fans get shipped out, and they were very popular. That anytime, like it seems like a player is rising yeah. to that level where he's connecting with the fans, or he could be everybody. It's like a consensus. Okay, this guy's like a core player now, or he's getting close to it. He, it, he gets moved. Yeah, and you know, you can't in a vacuum. You can't really blame that on Ernst Tanner, but it just it goes. Sure, it goes to the history and the machinations of this club for the past ten years, and it's just like. <laughs> and no, it's frustrating, and I, I think the the fan base is is, is understandably upset by the move. Uh, and but I do think that there there is a, a group of of people from what I'm reading that are holding out to see what this looks like in February and March yeah. and when the, the club comes together. And if if the team looks better at that point, I think everybody's going to be all in on Ernst. And if the team is going with Olivier and Bazio and and uh, Ray Gaddis at right back, and it doesn't work out next year. Everybody's going to go, you know who was a better right back? Keegan Rosenberg. Right, right. And that, that's totally, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the reaction sound redundant. It's reactionary at this point because yeah. we, don't, we just don't know. You know, they haven't gone through camp yet. There haven't been other signings to maybe complement the situation. Um, but there has been, uh, we want to shift gears to uh, the one other signing, or the one other move, the signing. Yeah. That was uh, that one was a little bit more exciting. Yeah, we we, we talked about it a little more. Uh, Sergio Santos, Brazilian uh, Brazilian player coming out of the Chilean top division, yeah. had a very good. They similarly they do like Argentina, Mexico. They, they do the Apertura Clausura was one of the top scorers. I think in the, you know had nine yeah. goals in the Clausura um, for one of the, for really good team from Chile. Again, you know I don't know the quality of Chilean league, but I, I think it's probably. Comparable, yeah. comparable to what uh, other other stuff going on in South America. Um, and you know, like I always said, you know, Jay Simpson looked good on YouTube, but yeah, you can glean certain things when, when you're watching these highlights, and you, you see his ability to play wide. Yeah, you see kind of a craftiness. Um, and, and Union never have never really had a tricky. F- striker like yeah that. not not a while at least uh, that, yeah. not a lot that i can think of yeah um, and i even Latou, i mean latu was a volume guy he, yeah. he put a lot of balls on the net and someone in and then you had you got guys like burke and 
you know, and, and CJ, who are just big, big, strong, physical guys. You know, Brooks a little different because he's a little better runner. Um, you, you had Jack, who was kind of a poacher, kind of a ghost in the box, and would just you know pop up and pop up in space. But this is a guy who looks like he could get his own shot. He could get yeah, the ball and th- create exactly. And I think that that's the important thing. Um, and you know, like you said, it's hard to to glean too much from watching YouTube yeah. highlights. Uh, but a guy that that can make his own shot, yeah. which is not not a player that the Union have had too much of. Uh, Oric, to an extent, could do that a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and had some tricky moves. But I, I think Santos looks like a player that does exactly yeah. that. He he has the moves. He's created his own shots. He has the ability to run behind. He's fast. He's big. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's you mentioned Boric, who you know not coming back and all that, and probably heralds that shift in uh, tactics. You're not going to have that guy in the center addition to people. So having a guy that can maybe drop back at the ball himself, turn around and, you know, has the moves to kind of find space. That's a good thing. It's a really good thing. It is. Um, yeah. And, and just kind of reading about him, you know, he's Brazilian guy went to Chile to a pretty young age at 19 and to just work on his game and push himself forward and fought to be one of the better players in that league at this point. And, you know, and, and, and the Union kind of outfoxed the Mexican team. Yeah, that's exciting to hear in itself, <laughs> right? Um, and and it seems like they they outfoxed the Mexican team by by kind of selling what what, yeah. what could be, um, getting this guy some exposure, possibly looking to sell him on yeah. if if it works out that way, um, but but giving him a good home to to play in a position that they think he can do a good job. Um, but yeah, it's exciting to yeah. hear that the union uh, yeah. was able to uh, beat another team for a player signing. Yeah, and they they use the charm offensive, which uh, you know, which seemed to work. I mean, that Tanner or Stanner went down there in person, yeah. uh, probably with Albright, I assume, in, in, in tow with them. And Just what know, Chris Albright does for the club, right? I, I sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> and and maybe you know, we'll, we'll see. And maybe that attitude that is going to bear more fruit. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, if we're hearing rumors that Ernst is traveling the world right now, and there's another player signing coming in the yeah. next couple of weeks, we'll we'll be excited about that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's really positive. And they did something, you know, I've been screaming about, especially in the Ernie Stewart uh, tenure. They looked back towards South, South America, America, yeah, which. I just think, you know, bang for your buck. Yeah. You can get it in South America because sure. you can, the charm offensive, you can sell some, especially more Central America, but some of these leagues, you know, Argentina, big, big footballing country, their league has financial issues. Yeah. You can sell the overall stability of America and MLS. Sure. And, you know, we discount this a bit, but. You're going to get a check every two weeks. Yeah, there's some clubs out there in the world. They're struggle. They struggle to meet meet payroll. Right. I mean, I there's there's clubs like in Spain, sure, that have issues like that. And again, Spain one of the I best. Don't, football. I, don't, I don't think Bolton Wanderers have played that paid their players in like three or three or four months in the yeah Eng- uh, English yeah. League, I so. mean Bolton <laughs> Bolton that at one time was a, a, Premier League a, club a, a five Premier, years ago. Yeah, it was a, a fixture in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's falling on but, hard times. But you know, like I, I I agree. I think it is exciting to hear of them bringing in a player from South America, mm-hmm. which they haven't done in a couple of years, and certainly didn't do in the Ernie Stewart years. You know, if if it's true that Ernst is in Africa right now, which we hear he is, mm-hmm. um, that's that's another place that the union 
have African players, but that have not gone over right. to Africa to recruit them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have the striker whose name escapes me in Bethlehem. I know they're pretty high. Oh, yeah, uh, get on it. Too. Yeah, but I know you know that that kind of that, <laughs> that kid cost the Herbers a spot on. Uh, Fabian Herbers a spot on Bethlehem that he got yeah. sent back to the Union because they really wanted to work this kid out and see what he had because Herbers was playing pretty well for. He was for banging, steel. yeah, yeah he was, he was banging in goals for steel. Yeah. Um, hey, I mean, you know, let's talk about Fabian and, yeah. and, and Marcus Epps for a second too. You know, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with those two players. Uh, if you know, if Fabian goes to Chicago and, and uh, New York Red Bulls took a flyer on uh, Marcus Epps and, and brought him over in the waiver draft. Um, we haven't had that many younger players from the Union leave for other MLS teams no. in the last couple of years. Um, these are guys that. You know, the union chose not to resign, uh, so letting go, and were brought in to other clubs. Uh, Red Bull is obviously a lot more successful than Chicago over the last couple of years. Um, so I th- I'm fascinated to see if those players develop at other clubs. Yeah, I, I was always high on Herbers, but you know, the, I think that the injury last year really put, put the kibosh on him. And then yeah. he had an opportunity earlier this year to, to three or four games – uh, when when Fafa was out on a suspension, suspension yeah. and he had the opportunity to, he he just didn't put it together. Well, I, and part of the problem with Fabian Herbers too is I think I definitely and I think a lot of other people do too rate him as a second forward type yeah. of guy, that a guy that can play off of somebody, a guy that can make runs behind, but a guy that would do well to play off a guy like CJ Sapong and and take the knockdowns and and run with the ball and shoot a little bit. And it's just a style that the Union didn't play while he was here. So he never, almost never got a chance to play no. striker, always out on the wing, which I'm not sure exactly suited his type of game. No, I mean he could make make kind of the runs to the post and stuff like that, but he, he was never really a crosser. No, terrible crosser. Um, so so I mean that that put a crimp in things, but yeah, I I would like to see him get a run, especially especially for. Last year for a team that was just starving, a team that couldn't score. You know, that, that ended up going to Corey Burke for for striker. Yeah, they're starving for goals. They were starving for somebody to put it together up top, and he just never got got a shake there. Yeah, and you know, maybe he'll get that in Chicago. You know, change the scenery, gets a new opportunity, and you know, maybe our old friend uh, Panovich. See something in him, and yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Epps. Um, I don't know. I, 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 he he didn't progress enough for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's twenty four too. So I, mean, yeah. I think you know he's he's a bit older. Um, you know, he he played a position that the union had a lot of guys at, which is on the wing. Yeah, and uh, I, I I think you know, popped up with some some goals here and there, yeah, but think, never really made a claim for himself as a as a in and out week in and out guy. Yeah, I think you said it. You know, we we're talking maybe during the week or last week that probably a really good USL player. Yeah. That's, that's, unfor- that's, that's where I see him. I, yeah. I think, I think he, he could be a, a reliable USL yeah, player. Maybe gets down there a couple of years and just works himself back up and could get, you know, he's on Red Bull two for a year or two. Maybe he gets a call up and, you know, is a good utility guy for the Red Bulls. I, I think that might be his yeah. ceiling. Um, but you know, it's a shame because I, I did like the kid and it was, yeah, but you know, you know, with other moves in the pipe and just the guys you got here, they, you know, Fafas could play either wing, so and he might play forward. And, yeah, it seems like he's going to be a striker next year. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. I, I can't say that I rate 
him as a striker because he's my like, complaint about Fafa Paco has always been he's indecisive in the final third. Yeah, he's, he, he's just not clinical fair, enough. Fair, yeah. yeah, he's he's. Um, I mean, ten goals. He got ten goals last he year. He did. That's great. Yeah, and and he definitely improved in that regard. But yeah, he's just not kind of that out and out goal scorer that you kind of want him to be. Yeah. Um. And I and I think his best qualities are the the speed. Yeah. And you you get a chance to to use that more on the wing. You know, <laughs> you'll you'll appreciate this. You know, it's 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 a situation that kind of reminds me of the the Theo Walcott. I want to yeah. play center forward at Arsenal type thing. Or it's like, well, you're so good at being the fast guy on the wing. Just just be the fast Dude, guy on the wing, right? He, you know, and then he he eventually moves on to Everton and plays right wing, right? And yeah, you know, does whatever he's doing there. But yeah, yeah, no, no, he was. That was always a frustrating thing with Walcott that he just had stars in his eyes that he wanted to be that center forward, yeah. and he was just, you know, had that that speed to get up and down the wing and just never really accepted that into his game, right. which if he did, he could have been a much better player, but yeah, you know. I'm interested. You know, we haven't seen a two striker set from the Philadelphia union in years. No, no. Uh, so I don't have, I almost don't know what it will look like. I mean, and we don't even have a good idea of uh, what the, the starting 11 might be in, yeah, on, uh, in March. It's been really since like Connor and Jack, since you had that, yeah. that, that one, two up top. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and we don't, and this is a completely incomplete roster. Yeah, I mean, but I think they have 13 senior yeah, players. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've lost more than they brought in, yeah. even with Santos coming in. Yeah. You know, they've, they've, they've lost more. Um, I mean, I, I assume that Ray Gaddis will get a contract, so that that's one more, but I, I don't know who else. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the guys, and, and even the guys that they announced last week, I mean, t- listening to uh, Tanner on the call yesterday, Fabinho is not much of Gonna not gonna factor in he's much in the pl- player. He's probably gonna be he's player, a player coach. coach. I, I think you know he's a guy they like, and yeah, I think you know you didn't give him a lot of money. He's <laughs> they, a terrific locker room guy. They got, they got the you know they got the the Brazilian trio now. They yeah, got, they got Fred and Cleberson and now Fabinho as kind of which is great. I mean, they all bring a wealth of experience. Yeah. They all bring they all bring something into the organization. I mean, and, and I'm and I'm super pleased that we'll get to see Fabinho's adorable children yeah, running around the locker room again next year. Uh, you know what? He's, it, he's, it, he is a terrific locker room guy. His he, English has gotten so much better since we, we first met him. He, he He's a big-hearted guy. He and he, you know, it didn't always translate on the field, but he did some good stuff on the yeah. field. And he was always... He was always exciting, not always in a good way. Right. That's that's, that's a good way to put something it. Something was going to happen when Fimbini was around. It could be good or bad, but something was always going to happen. Yeah. Um, I do think the the interesting thing that uh, that I took out of last week is bringing back Warren Craval, who you know, I heard some rumors that there were other teams interested in bringing him in. He's He's been a guy that's been around the league for a long time. You know what he is. Very known quantity. Yeah. Um, if there's going to be a change in tactics... Um, he is a pure six. Yeah, he is a defensive midfielder. He's a he's a guy that doesn't have a great long pass in his locker. No, is no. petrified of shooting at goal, but will run his ass off and break up play for ninety five minutes if you ask him to do that. Yeah, maybe that's you know he might take on the role of, of your defensive closer. Yeah, I mean it sounds like they're not going to play with a pure six, but. But again, we're not sure. But he yeah. could be the guy that comes in last twenty minutes, you know, tied or, or or up a goal, and you need to lock lock it down. He could be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, where's all this? I, I, more and more, I'm thinking, just thinking how the tactics might go. The odd man out 
is probably Harris Madunian. Yeah, it's it's it seems that way. Um, and there's Spe- there's been some rumors that the Ernst isn't high on him. Yeah, especially if you want to play like an up tempo press at his on his best yeah. day. Harris isn't an up tempo player. No, he's not. He's 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 and a deep lying passer. He looked very leggy. Yeah, in the playoffs, in the one playoff game, and at the end of the year, yeah, he did. He's not a defensive player no. at all <laughs> at this point in his career. He's a guy we all love, and he can hit that. He could drop dimes all over the field. Um, but if they're going to be an up tempo, not necessarily a speed team, but like a, a running team, an effort team. That's not your guy. No. Um, no. I mean, Bedoya can still do it. I think yeah. You, you have Bedoya, you have Derek Jones that, that are, are, are fit into that yeah. mold a little bit better, I think. And that's the thing. And that's the other thing. You, you really got to, you know, you know what, or get off the pot with Jones, yeah. too, because he's a guy you've been developing for a yeah. while. He's a guy we've been told he's, he's going to be a cornerstone. He's this, he's that. And we're excited to have him. But at some point, I mean, he's he's a he, guy that's not claimed his position yet. Right, either. No, no. I so, mean, and and not to say that he's had a continued run in the team to 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 do it completely. But in the in the spaces that we've seen, it's not like he's put in lights out performances either. Right, right. And, and, and I think we've said this before. At, at some point, the player takes hold of his development. At some point, yeah. he has to grab the opportunity. And he's another guy. Twenty four, right? Yeah. Now. So I mean, they they've had him around for a while, but yeah. Yeah, he's played again. He he played well for Steel. I think he's a better player than just a USL player. But at some point, he's kind of got to grab that. I agree. And um, yeah, and in, in, in a new formation, he might feel better, or I mean, might be he may have a little more space to move around if if he's a guy that's going to sit back a little more and has that just kind of acreage to yeah. cover, and where guys like Doya and Fun, all that are pushing forward. That might be a good spot for him. I don't know. We gotta see. Yeah, I think that's good. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, you want to yeah. talk a little bit about the uh, the other news that came out today about the U.S. national team call? Yes, absolutely. That's, 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 that's super exciting. That's, I, I'm so pleased for for Austin Trusty and Mark McKenzie yeah. to to get full national team calls to January camp. Uh, we we all have to hope in Philadelphia Union land that it goes better than when other players have been called up to January camp. Yeah, it's always kind of gone sideways. <laughs> and Apani's got called up. That was kind of the beginning of the end for him with the Union. Yeah, Jack McInerney. Jack McInerney stopped scoring. Keegan Rosenberry then took a, a season off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he got I, called up again. Um, he did. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, you got to, for whatever reason, it, it, it's kind of been a bad luck charm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it will be for those no. two guys. Yeah. I think that they, they've been around the national team setup with uh, the youth teams for a while. They know what's expected, even at the senior level, probably at this point. Um, they're guys that played beyond their years mm-hmm. within the league last year, and I thought were, were terrific at times. Um, so I, I'm really pleased for them, yeah. and you know I think that the center back pool is is fairly deep and and, and has a range of players in it. Right. Um, so it's but it's nice to see those guys get the recognition for yeah. the seasons that they had last and year. And it's not crazy that these guys could get called in for a friendly, or they they could be one or both of them might be a Gold Cup player. Yeah. Which is this year, correct? Yes. Yes. And it's not outside the realm of possibility. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how the camp goes, how they go, and and. It, it, it's great for Trusty, and he's such a pure athlete. Yeah, and he's probably the best out and out 
maybe him and Fafa are probably the two best out and out athletes on the team, I think, and just his ability with the ball at his feet for a center back to be able to move through the lines with the ball at his feet and distribute. I mean, that's that's so valuable. Yeah. I mean, that makes him such a valuable player and makes you so makes your team so versatile and and it's exciting. And you know, Mark I thought probably had a little more of an up and down year than Austin, but played better towards the end. Yeah. And um, so for both of these guys to get the recognition, you know, on the youth level, now on the senior team level, the national team's great. Yeah. And, and being in there and getting some experience with that and, and, and talking to, to new coach Greg Berhalter, Greg Berhalter. Is, 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 is a good thing for the club. Uh, before I forget, we did take some Twitter questions. Oh, so yes. You could, you know, talk about stuff as I try to pull up my tweeter. Uh, <laughs> the all, are they all Rosenberry questions? Uh, a lot of them are. I think we yeah. probably hit on some. Well, okay. We can check it out. Um, uh, <laughs> I like the hold music. You like that, don't you? Um you should, you should bring the bass in. I should little, do that. There's, there's not enough on. all bass hold music. Uh, Richard Saunders, who's a good uh, good listener, and we always uh, enjoy uh, hearing from him. Uh, he has a couple questions. The first one's interesting. Uh, what do we think about Prisbilko? Oh, yeah, we, yes, we, we they, talk, they did. They did resign Casper yeah, we, we talked, about, we talked about strikers, and um, technically, he's Ernst's first signing yeah. in a way. Um, we don't know anything about him. We I, haven't I know seen not, the guy he, play. I know nothing. He's a big guy. Yeah. I've kind of talked to a couple people say he's he's really cool in front of the goal, which is nice. Yeah. So if you're going with the craftier guys, with Fafa probably playing some striker, and now Santos, is could Bruce Bilko be your change of pace guy, the big, strong, battering ram guy? Because, you, 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 you know, with the rumors and everything, you're starting to feel like maybe CJ's day has come here with the union i don't know yeah i think that's interesting and i don't know we don't know exactly what the system will be so uh you know is cj sapong going to be a winger again is he going to be a striker um yeah. how do all these guys fit together i am fascinated to learn about casper for Bilko as, as much as anybody <laughs> else on twitter because we haven't seen him play um and outside of a couple of notes from people what they've said around practice he's decent around goal which is good because yeah. he's a striker uh he's a big guy and he's got some Z's in his name. That's that's really what we know. <laughs> um, another question from uh, uh, Richard Saunders. Uh, we talked a lot about Keegan and formation stuff, but he asked about Richie Marquez, and I don't think Richie's coming back. No, I think, he's I not. think they, uh, you know, would he be a good backup? I think no. I think Richie. They said, you know, thanks for your service, yeah. and he uh, was the, always a guy I liked. But yeah, I, I, I think. With the, with the center back three you got now with with, with Elliot and yeah and the, you know and Mark and Austin I mean that's your rotation yeah and from, and from all accounts last year he he is a guy that that took a step back in yeah. terms of what he was able to do on the soccer field um, and it's a shame because I mean it's a guy that was a a, a starter for multiple seasons yeah. and and was a fairly reliable one at that. Yeah, he's a good and a citizen. good guy. Too. He's a good you know, citizen. A guy that we always liked. He's a good MLS citizen, so I think he might pick up with somebody. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. I think an- another guy that that might uh, make the move towards USL, though. Yeah, probably he'd probably be a more consistent guy down in USL, but we'll see. Uh, Vince Smith, who's uh, I don't think Vince has ever reached out to us. Hello, Vince. Thanks for listening. Um, we kind of touched on this. Was Rosenberry undersold? I, I think a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I-, I think just the structuring of it. I, I you know that that. 
Colorado hedged with the with with, with the, um, yeah, with the, the conditions. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Uh, again, and like I said, I, I I tried to do the research to find another move similar to this of a guy um, that has been a, a a starter over a season or two moving within the league, and there's there's not a lot of, to compare to. Um, yeah. So, I, I would tend to agree with you that maybe they could have gotten a little bit more, but it's it's hard to say. Uh, another question from Vince, a uh, guy we haven't really talked about. David Akam, what is his role and or market value? Man, <laughs> it's, that's that's a tough question. Um, he he definitely had a poor year last year. Uh, he definitely had surgery at the end of the year for sports hernia, which is a really difficult thing to play through. Um, we don't know how long he was playing through the sports hernia. Um, I'd imagine that his market value has got to be way down at this point because of the year that he had last year. Um, and to, to look to see what the union paid for him, they're definitely not going to get anything like that if they decide to move him. Um, he was, all by all accounts, not a guy that was uh, a super good attitude guy. Um, so it's it's it is difficult. Um, does he factor into the union this year? I have no idea. I don't know. And you got to see you know, his health and... Yeah. If if you can get twenty seventeen David a comeback, yeah, yeah, I think he plays a part on this team for sure. Yeah, it's it's, it's a health issue. Um, you know, it's an attitude issue. It sounds like, which is kind of a bummer. Um, it's a couple things, and you know, and the, they made such a commitment to him so early. Like they they made the move and then put put a big contract in front of him, and. Yeah. They're, you know, so he's tying it, and up. It, you know, I think we can all sit back and play, you know, Monday morning quarterback with the move. But I think just about everybody in soccer, from us to anybody that covers the union to even the MLS guys, thought it was a great move at the time. Um, so I think it's not worked out. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting if they can salvage that move, if whether they can sell him on or if they can get him to play a part next year as a yeah. healthy player. Yeah, I, 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 because he has a lot to offer when he's on his game. Oh, he's a guy that tore yeah. apart the union for a couple of times playing he, with Chicago. You know where where you know Fafa has that straight line speed. Yeah, David's you a saw, little trickier. Yeah, David can change speed, so that's kind of exciting. Yeah, it, but if he puts it all together, and we'll see what the system. It could be change the system can help him out. Sure, and. There's a lot of factors with him that we just we're not going to know about till it kind of yeah kind of rubber hits the road. I almost forget that he's on the club sometimes. And I got to do a shout out to this guy because he's one of my colleagues, Kevin Guest, who is our one of our traffic uh, producers, works in our traffic center here at the big KYW. Um, He's asking about Mbozi. Does he have a higher ceiling than uh, Keegan? And again, I don't know. Yeah, we haven't seen him enough. Um, You know, it, it, it seems like. You know, he's a different player stylistically from what we've seen. He's a couple years younger. He's 21 as opposed to 25, so he's like four years younger. I don't know. I mean, it's he, that's, he, that's, he could. That's the big question mark in this whole situation. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, if we If we were smart and knew the answers to those yeah. questions we'd be working in <laughs> higher positions in soccer absolutely we'd be uh we'd be sitting next to our good friend adam at the, <laughs> yeah at the philadelphia union who is m- very much smarter than us and much you know. much smarter <laughs> yeah um so i think we'll wrap it up on there unless there's anything you want to hit it on uh i do want to talk about one thing uh do you want to talk about back tags 
what the hell, man? I, I do, you, do you know what was terrible last year? An elongated jersey reveal. Mm-hmm. You know what's terrible again this year? An elongated <laughs> jersey reveal with back tags. I, I don't. And a white jersey. Yeah. I'm, Come on, guys. I'm, I'm kind of over the white jerseys. I mean, Adidas has been phoning in MLS jerseys for going on at least yeah. three seasons now. Everybody's white and black. It sucks. At one point, will Nike step up or Puma it's, it's, or somebody? It's absolutely time to let teams negotiate their own Or that. Or that own, would be fine. Deals. I mean, that, get, that's... Get, get some originality in here. Let, let teams... I mean, that, I mean, I think it's always one of my favorite things when when the English teams come out with their kits yeah. before the season. Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward... <laughs> Funnily enough, I'm kind of looking forward to Adidas taking over Arsenal because yeah. the Puma kits haven't really done it for me lately. Yeah, um, I used to do the Reading kits, and they were, they were okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, and I'm not crazy about white kits. I hate white kits, and you know, I, especially I think especially white, white kits like make a statement for me. I've said this before. I don't know why, but that's how I feel. Like you know, when a team has a white kit, it kind of means something. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It's just my impression of it, and because everybody's red, blue, or everybody's the, or, yeah, the or, hoops like, or something. But but a white kit speaks to something else. I don't know. When with the union logo and color palette available, yeah, white is such a dis- disappointing choice. Right, and, and, and I, I've always to, thought it should be yellow. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with anything else. Right, with the team. And how many other teams in the world that don't have that? That have that don't have a first kit that's white. Mm-hmm. Choose a second kit that's white. None. I mean, none. I mean, this is the NHL where you right. know, everybody's robe kit's white. It's no none. Uh, <laughs> so I, that's why I, I just I just don't get it. And and it's a boring sell within the league too. Like, do you want a white shirt that says Bimbo on it? No, I don't. And um, it's time to move on I mean, from Bimbo had, too. But yeah, that's another argument. Yeah, I, I and gotta I gotta look into that. I think that deal is coming I, up I think soon. It's, and, uh, uh, it's the end of next year. Okay, so I, I actually went back and found Tim McDermott talking about that. <laughs> just, just to uh, we should get Tim up again. He was he was a fun interview. Maybe yeah, I, but maybe. I, but so if you want my thoughts on that, real quick, it's time to move on from Bimbo. If you're interested in selling jerseys to casual fans in the Philadelphia area, they don't want a shirt that says Bimbo on them. Mm-hmm. I know that the company <laughs> is called Bimbo. I know that they're a respectable company that sponsors League MX in Mexico. People that our casual soccer fans don't want that shirt. And that should be enough to move on from it. Um, if, if you got Wawa to sponsor the team, oh, people go even crazy. if they didn't give you any money to be the team sponsor, people, you would make the money back that Bimbo <laughs> is giving you from people well, wanting could, a Wawa jersey. You'd have every, you know, it would be awesome. Like grabbing a jersey if it said Wawa on it. I yes. mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're and Phil is a you know, big city with yeah. a lot of, even, here and, I'm sure you hate Comcast as much as I hate Comcast, but you know Xfinity. But on, yeah. sure, like you know, if they're willing to, to to cough up some money and put their name on a jersey and it doesn't say Bimbo, I'm in now. Yeah, I mean, you know, Xfinity or some. Yeah, I, I, I think it, you know, even just stylistically, it, it would be nice to yeah. see something new. And the, the colors have to change too. We can't. We can't, are, we can't. Yeah. We can't. We can't have white jerseys anymore. People aren't going to buy that. No. Uh, so that's my rant. I, I've been holding that in for a couple of weeks, and it, that felt really good to get it out. I'm glad you feel better. <laughs> All right, so I think we'll wrap it up on that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to say I want to thank our guests. We wouldn't have one. No. So no guests to thank this okay. week. Uh, so this is probably the last uh, last pod of 2018. I hope yeah, everybody thanks. has a great uh, – yeah, Happy holidays, everybody. But what holiday you, you, work, you, you celebrate. You know, some have passed, and I hope those were good for you. And some are coming up. I hope those are great for you as well. And uh, – 
we will catch everybody uh, probably in 2019. Cheers. Salute.